appreciate everybody for staying in the live because technical difficulties they fuck everything up it's not a good thing dog and then that was bass good evening motherfuckers and motherfuckers this is your host uncle dolomite of the too much game podcast live from the sanctuary once again Today's episode, man, it's a lot. The, the episode is gonna be called "Your Job Ain't a Fucking Family." Your company ain't a family. The collective that you work for, them motherfuckers is not a family. Don't let them people sell you on this. We're a family. We have an open door policy. We treat everybody the same. This is a family atmosphere. Them motherfuckers don't love you, dog. Your job don't love you. Your company don't love you. Fuck that company. They don't give a fuck about your motherfucking ass. They not doing you no favors. They ain't doing nothing for you that you ain't earning. Everything you get from your motherfucking job, you earn that shit. Yo, you don't owe them niggas a motherfucking thing. You don't owe them niggas a two-week notice. You don't owe for them motherfuckers for you to be stressed the fuck out. You don't owe them niggas a motherfucking thing. What's the deal, Verb? I see you up in here. You know, like, it's a lot of motherfuckers out here, like, they work a job. And I understand if, you know, the the way that you make your money is through, you know, through your employment. Twelve motherfucking cow, the rich, the wealthy. Y'all niggas could go listen to the last episode to hear how rich Twelve Kyle is. He's very rich. He don't need a job. Twelve Kyle ain't never had a job. Twelve Kyle was was born with a platinum spoon in his mouth. That nigga had a he had a silver spoon. He threw that bitch in a trash can and said, nigga, this this shit cheap. That nigga was was born with a diamond encrusted platinum spoon in his mouth. But anyway, like I said, my nigga, when it comes to your company, you know, I understand if you're in a situation where you need this money, so you have to work long hours because, you know, like I've said in previous episodes, Nowadays, it's not like how, you know, back in the days, motherfuckers was working eight-hour shifts, 40-hour weeks. Now, niggas is working 10 or 12-hour shifts, sometimes 16-hour shifts, 50, 60, 70-hour work weeks and shit. Like, I'm a truck driver, nigga. I work 70-hour work weeks, dog. But the thing is, like, you have to understand, you know, I said this shit in, like, episode three, my nigga, like, the, it was either the integrity episode or the leverage episode. But basically, y'all was saying, my nigga, when you in a, a, the situation of an employee, these niggas don't own you, my nigga. Like, you an independent contractor, nigga. You have the ability to go wherever the fuck you want if need be. If your company treating you fucked up, fuck them. If your company is stressing you out, fuck them. You are not attached to these motherfuckers, nigga. You are no longer on the plantation. You can go wherever the fuck you want. Now, it might be a situation where there might be a period where you're going to have to get back on your feet. You know, there might be a period where you're going to have to, like, do what you got to do for a little minute. But you should never be in a situation where your job is literally affecting your mental health, literally affecting your physical health. That shit all the way out, my nigga. You should never put yourself in a position where you dying for a company because once your motherfucking ass pass away, nigga, they going to replace your ass before you get into the ground. What's going on, Fest? And what you say got us to a demon? Two-week notice is a courtesy, not a requirement. Exactly. And a lot of times, you don't owe these motherfuckers no courtesy, my nigga. 
Because on some real shit, when have you gotten the courtesy of a two-week notice before they fired your motherfucking ass? Never. Them niggas ain't finna give you no courtesies, my nigga. If you get sick, you fuck yourself up, my nigga, they're going to fire you, my nigga. You know, a lot of these companies, they want you to have loyalty to them. But they don't have no motherfucking loyalty to you. Nigga, you know, like, you have to play much harder for the name on the back of the jersey than the name on the motherfucking front of the jersey, my nigga. Because at the end of the fucking day, nigga, the the company is going to do what's best for the company 100% of the time. Even at the fucking cost of you. If firing your motherfucking ass is what's best for the company, you going to be fired, my nigga. You can go in that motherfucking office and you can cry, beg, and plead to your supervisor. Oh, I just had a baby. I'm about to lose my house. My motherfucking mama's sick. My daddy just died. My dog fucked up. Somebody just ran my cat over with a motherfucking car. They still gonna fire you, my nigga. Your company is not a family, my nigga. Your, your company, they, they look out for numero uno, my nigga. That is an entity. That is not a family. There's nobody in that company that's more important than the name on the building. Remember that. Keep that shit in mind. They don't give a fuck about your ass. Like, I've had coworkers, my nigga. There's a motherfucker at my job right now that has the company logo tattooed on his leg. I'm like, you got to be one of the stupidest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Because at the end of the day, if they fire you, what the fuck you going to do with that tattoo? You going you gonna to not work anywhere? You know, for the sake of loyalty to this motherfucking company, fuck no. These companies don't give a fuck about you. You know, like I've told y'all, niggas on probably like, what? I don't know. It was probably like 10, 15 episodes ago when I was talking about niggas who who in the sports teams. And I got a whole lot of flack behind that shit. A lot of niggas didn't really like that episode because, like I said, I really got on niggas' helmets. Pause about y'all niggas being like super loyal to these fucking football and basketball teams. Y'all niggas be having these team logos tattooed all over your ass and the motherfucking players don't even got that shit because the players know it's a business. I don't have no attachment to this motherfucking organization. As long as they pay me, I'm riding with the team. But once the motherfuckers decide to go in another direction, I'm going in another direction too, my nigga. Allen Iverson got traded. Nigga LeBron got traded. Dwayne Wade got traded. Nigga like... You think these motherfuckers going to hold on to these players for the ever and the ever. And no, the fuck they don't. Once it benefits them for your motherfucking ass to leave, your ass is gone. You shouldn't be fucking breaking your motherfucking back for these companies. When these motherfuckers call you talking about, we're short staffed. We need you. Nigga, don't never let these motherfuckers guilt you into staying at work when your ass is supposed to be off. Nigga, when you off, get the fuck off. Fuck these niggas. Because trust me, nigga, if it benefits them to fuck you over, they're going to fuck you over. Them motherfuckers don't never be like, you know what? We got a whole lot of people, man. Take the day off. We still going to pay you. Nigga, a lot of companies don't do no shit like that. What's the motherfucking deal? Tired naps, I see you. What you say to a cow preach? If you don't own the company, you're expendable. Precisely. A company is never going to treat you like you bigger than the name on the side of the building, my nigga. That includes the top supervisor in the building, my nigga. Ain't nobody say CEOs get fired, my nigga. There's only a, a, probably one motherfucker in any given fucking company that's not expendable. Everybody else, nigga, your ass could be fired, dog. Them motherfuckers don't give a fuck about you, my nigga. 
you know, like I tell y'all, nigga, you always have to do what's best for you in any fucking situation. Ain't nobody going to look out for you like you going to look out for you, including your motherfucking job. You know, like this is some shit that, nigga, I'm going to tell my kids when they get older and they start hitting this job market. Keep your motherfucking resume up to date because you never fucking know. Never put yourself in a situation where you literally dependent on your job. Because at the end of the day, nigga, if your job decide that you ain't where they want to go, your ass is up out of here, buddy. You know, if another company decides to come and buy, you know, like, you know, companies get bought out. Bigger companies come through and buy smaller companies. And you know what the fuck happens? Motherfuckers get fired. Motherfuckers take pay cuts. Things change. You know, it's a lot of times where you might have been working at a company and a larger corporation came through and bought the company that you work for. And everything went fucked up because this is a normal thing. This shit happens all the time. That happened at a, a company that I used to work at. A bigger corporation came through, bought them. Nigga, before we got bought out, nigga, we had a fucking snack machine. We had a fucking Gatorade machine, and the Gatorades was like 50 cent, my nigga. Like, they basically took care of the price of the Gatorade, so the Gatorades was like cheaper than they was in the store. Like, we had a cool-ass snack machine. Like, you know, all the supervisors was all cool. Not that it was a family environment, but it was one of them situations where everybody knew everybody. Everybody got along, like, you know. The 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 top boss of the company, that nigga office was like right in the front so we can go and speak to the owner of the company at any time. It was the closest thing to a family that you can get, my nigga. So it was cool. But nigga, once that motherfucker sold the company, nigga, that nigga ran off of probably shit, probably like 20 or 30 million. He he ran off with a nice chunk of change. So you can't really blame the nigga. For dipping off with the bread, but at the same time, like, nigga, that shit made working there a fucked up place, my nigga. We caught that shit D-Day. Pause. And the big reason we caught that shit D-Day, because on some real shit, we had a whole lot of, like, um, illegal workers, my nigga. Like, undocumented motherfuckers from the other side of the border who was working there. And they fired every single one of them motherfuckers, my nigga. Probably, like, half the workforce got fired, nigga. Once they came through and bought the company, and that's the fucking thing. Imagine how it is to be them motherfuckers. You working at this great job, everything cool, everybody friends, and then one day the motherfuckers call you out to the dock. And it's like, yeah, uh, they call out all the names, everybody on that side, everybody on that side. You guys on the right, y'all fired. Have a good one. You know, good luck on your future endeavors, but y'all need to get the fuck off the property. That quick, my nigga. It wasn't no no two week notice. You know, it was it wasn't no type of warning. Them niggas, they just got escorted out the building. My nigga, half the company, boom, gotta go get the fuck out of here. They wasn't afforded that courtesy, my nigga. And a lot of the motherfuckers put blood, sweat, and tears into this shit. And the company didn't give a fuck about them niggas. But what you say, Lexus Bree? They sure don't. I had a few like that though. Nick Cannon, the only one with an incredible tattoo. That's what I'm saying. All facts, no cap. What's going on, Bishop Two Wavy? What's the deal? What's up, Pod and Saved Our Marriage? I see y'all. But like I said, my nigga, like these fucking companies that get rid of your ass with no type of notice. You know, like you always have to put yourself in a situation where you got something to back you up. Pause. In the event that these motherfuckers bust a goofy. Because this shit happens all the time. My nigga, like I said, nigga, 
Yellow Freight is a huge company, my nigga. Gigantic corporation. Them niggas just went under, dog. There's motherfuckers was working there 30 fucking years. They not finna get no pension because the company going fucking bankrupt, dog. Like, that's fucked up, my nigga. Like, you niggas be, y'all niggas be putting forth all this effort, all these hours, all these days working for these companies. And yeah, y'all niggas in the motherfucking uh, comments on YouTube, y'all hit that like button, my nigga. You know, good looking out. But you know, like I said, like, nigga, these niggas putting all this time into these companies and these companies decide, you know what? We need to cut some dead weight. We need to get rid of some employees. Nigga, it's not always the new guy that they get rid of, my nigga. There's companies that get rid of some of you older employees. They like, nigga, you do the same shit these young motherfuckers do. But we got to pay you 3 and $4 an hour more than we pay these young guys. Man, them niggas are trim niggas off the top just like they trim niggas off the bottom, my nigga. You know, so you can't be thinking that you safe in any of these motherfucking companies, dog. Like me personally, you know, like I've been telling y'all over these past few episodes, I'm looking into investing in motherfucking real estate, my nigga. You know, and this is something that that a lot of you motherfuckers need to be doing, dog. Like y'all motherfuckers really should be checking your 401k balance, my nigga. You know, like really looking into it because this is a thing when it comes to your 401k, dog. That ain't going to be enough money when you retire, my nigga. I'm just going to tell a lot of you niggas straight the fuck up, nigga. When, when y'all niggas retire, just because you hear the word 401k, nigga, that don't mean that's going to be enough to take care of your motherfucking ass. Niggas is, is, is retiring and living 30 and 40, 50 fucking years after they retire. That money going to run out, my nigga. Same like Lexus Breed, Roth IRA. Nigga, I got a Roth IRA. I got all that shit. Nigga, I got the motherfucking... The 401k, rocked all y'all right, nigga. I'm cashing that shit out so I can invest in some property, my nigga. That's literally how I'm, that's the money that I'm using to invest in property. My 401k balance, I'm getting rid of that. Fuck that, nigga, because the money that I'm going to get back off this property is going to be much greater than the balance of that 401k, my nigga. Like, you really have to use a lot of these balances to nigga bolster something else my nigga because at the end of the day that's not gonna be enough and what you say badly my father-in-law is a truck driver over 20 years his company just filed for bankruptcy and laid folks off he might work for yellow my nigga if he worked for yellow yrc redaway rollway or any of those companies yeah ass the fuck out my nigga 20 30 years in my nigga they had they had motherfucking employees there nigga 30 plus years pension gone job gone nigga now they looking for somewhere to work and them niggas done put in big years big time yeah nigga roadway same thing yrc yellow roadway company my nigga same company that's yellow same shit i know exactly who they are nigga my company matter of fact nigga not to give it away but nigga they 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 putting forth a big bid to buy up all they trucks all they terminals and all they shit my nigga you know, that's the thing, my nigga. You work for these motherfucking corporations. You can't put all your fucking eggs in these baskets, dog. It's going to leave you fucked up. And yes, yes, uh, Verb, I was serious about investing in Ohio. I'm looking at a property in Las Vegas right now. You know, I'm I'm real heavily looking more deeply into Ohio, but I seen a real cool-ass four unit in fucking Vegas that I'm looking at. 
But like I said, my nigga, like everybody don't have to do the real estate play. What's the motherfucking deal, Rodis? Uh, what's going on, um, Jihan? I see you up in here. But like I said, my nigga, like you don't got to do real estate. A lot of y'all motherfuckers have companies that you want to start. Business ideas that y'all have. There's ways to get the funding for a lot of these businesses that y'all want to start, my nigga. If you look in the right places, the money will be there. If you that serious about what you want to do, you could find the money. You know, my nigga, they got fucking loans. They got all type of shit. There's a bunch of ways that you can get funded for a lot of these ideas that y'all have. You just got to look into that shit. A lot of you motherfuckers, y'all niggas already have the, the, the funds available. Nigga, I ain't even know I had the money available because I got a cousin. Nigga, shout out to my cousin, Caleb. Like, nigga, my cousin been telling me about this motherfucking play for years. Nigga, my cousin fucking retired in his 30s, like in his early to mid 30s. Off motherfucking real estate, my nigga, just off making plays, nigga, like doing the right things. And if I'd have realized what he was doing and like really hit him up, I'd probably be on the same shit. I'd probably be retired already. But, you know, that's the fucking thing, nigga. At the time, I was real comfortable with what I was making at my motherfucking job, and that's a fucking problem. Nigga, I had all my eggs in one basket. Luckily, I didn't get knocked over my motherfucking head like the yellow employees. But this is the reason that I'm fucking doing this episode. This is the reason that I've been making these plays that I've been trying to make behind the scenes. Because I understand, my nigga, you never know when this shit could happen. It could happen It, it could happen to anybody. And what you say, badly, my job got sold and bought out. I had to switch companies because of the new management practices. But I still stayed employed and offered my services as a contractor. As you should, my nigga, you did the right thing. Got to keep moving and perfect your skill set, then sell it. Exactly. Partnership from here on out, as you should. And what you say, Bishop Two Wavy, transfer your Roth IRA 401k, all them accounts into a whole life LUL, oh, uh, IUL full insurance policy. Hell yeah, nigga. And that's the fucking thing, my nigga. When you got a cash value policy, you could be your own bank, my nigga. You know, that's the fucking thing. Like, you know, when, when we learn financial literacy, like, Literally Be literate with these finances Because like I said A lot of us have access to a lot more funds Than we know But it's not like motherfuckers gonna sit up here and tell you You know like we say nigga The the school system is not educating us on how to use our money properly How to actually use our money Not spend our money Use our money you know, because like I had a partner, like an OG nigga who I used to kick it with back in the day who had told me. You supposed to treat your dollars like employees, my nigga. Nigga, any motherfucking dollars that you have sitting in the bank that's not investing in anything is like an employee that's not working for you, my nigga. Like you should always be trying to put your money in a situation to make you more money. You know, so this is what I'm saying as far as like a lot of us, especially because, you know, like. The audience of my show, I tell y'all all the time, I like I really trying to aim this show at the younger crowd. But I have a whole lot of listeners my age and over, my nigga. A lot of niggas in my age bracket, we got a lot of money in some of these accounts, nigga. These Roth IRAs, 401ks, even life insurance. I got a lot of cash value in my life insurance policy. I've been telling y'all niggas since episode one, I got a million dollar fucking life insurance policy on myself. I got a lot of fucking cash value that I could fucking leverage, nigga. I brought... My nigga, Mr. Brown, life agent on this motherfucker. I forgot which episode number, but nigga, 
you know, like I told y'all, nigga, with, with Mr. Brown Life Agent, nigga, you could leverage a lot of the money in your life insurance policy and make some huge investments, even if it is just for a house for you to live in. You know, nigga, you can get a motherfucking, um, damn, it's crazy, a FHA loan, 3.5% down to get you a primary residence, my nigga. You know, a conventional loan, you need 20% down, but the FHA loan, as long as you qualify, you only need 3.5% down to get your ass a, a primary residence, which, you know, a play that I've told young niggas, but I don't think I've told young niggas to run on this show. Nigga, you can get you a fucking four unit with an FHA fucking loan. Live in one of the properties because with the FHA loan, you got to use it as a primary residence. So if you're using it as a primary residence, you move into one of the units and you let the other three units, nigga, number one, pay your rent. And the other three units, you know, the rest of the money, nigga, that's all motherfucking cash flow, dog. That's all money coming into your pocket, nigga. You'll be retired soon. If you a young nigga and you got the monies, if you got the credit to run that motherfucking play, nigga, do that shit, my nigga. If you 18, 19, and you work, got you a 401k and all that shit, and you stack your motherfucking money up and keep your credit tight, nigga, shit, you could be in your motherfucking 20s. Living in one unit, having the other three paying for your motherfucking ass. Like, there's plays that could be made. But, you know, like I said, like, nigga, teachers ain't going to tell you this shit. You know, a lot of our problem in the black community is a lot of our parents didn't know this shit. So even our parents couldn't tell us. But, you know, us as motherfuckers who have that knowledge, and like I tell niggas all the time, if if this is your level of expertise, you know, because y'all know how I do, I don't really have guests on the show. But one of these days, I'm going to have my cousin Caleb on this motherfucker so he can really break that shit down. You know, because like I said, nigga, like us as the black community, nigga, we need this shit. Like we really need to be taught financial literacy, like on some real shit. It shouldn't be something that we got to do all the extra searching and looking at. You know how niggas do. Oh, I got this course. Oh, pay me this money and, and I'll teach you how to do this shit. I tell you niggas all the time, man, if y'all niggas listen to this motherfucker, the game is free. You know, if y'all feel the game helped y'all motherfucking niggas, just cash at me a couple of dollars. Get your motherfucking t-shirt at TooMuchGamePodcast.store. I don't ask you for motherfuckers for no money, my nigga. I just want to give the information because I feel like I want to help whoever listen to this motherfucking show. But what you say, Baylor, if we worked as a unit and seen the bigger picture, we could all get to a very comfortable financial position. But it's very difficult finding folks that has those type of goals. Shit, nigga, you listening to one right now, my nigga. What you say, Rodis? Yes, sir. Still, uh, skilled workers are needed, but uh, never to your detriment get bread. Exactly. What's the motherfucking deal? Conversation with Lamp, the motherfucking legend. What's cracking? What's going on, uh, natural goddess? Then y'all niggas was going crazy in the comments. The goal is to flip and sell, not just houses. It's a mentality. Um, don't sit still with one move too long, or at least build a company. That could expand multiple streams of revenue. What's going on, Heaven's World? What he say? Hell, invite him to my podcast, your cousin. <laughs> Definitely. I'ma holler at my cousin. I'ma uh I'ma set that shit up, Lamb, cause nigga, my cousin, he know about all this shit. Nigga, my cousin got millions of dollars worth of fucking real estate, my nigga, cracking on Airbnbs out there in Atlanta. That nigga booming. You know, and like I said, nigga, if if I would have ran the play when he first told me to run the play. I'll probably be retired by now because on some real shit, nigga, that's the that's the goal of all this shit, my nigga. Like to to literally 
you know, have motherfuckers with financial literacy, my nigga. Like, literally teach niggas how to get wealth. Fuck money. You know, like I say all the time, nigga, money ain't power. Nigga, money spent well is powerful. But money itself ain't powerful, my nigga. If, if you have money that you not spending in the right way, that shit has no power, my nigga. I can get your ass 10 zillion dollars, but if you fuck it off, it's powerless. If you go buy motherfucking, uh, you know, six fucking Rolls Royces and, you know, you, you spend a gang of money on some bitches and do all type of dumb shit with it, it's powerless, dog. Like, nigga, money is only powerful when it's spent correctly, my nigga. You know, like I tell motherfuckers, the word no is much more powerful than money. Because if you got a bunch of money and I won't sell you something, I still have the power. If you got a zillion dollars and I have the fucking Dallas Cowboys and you want to buy the Dallas Cowboys, but I say no, I have the power. You know, so that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like when it comes to money, money spent correctly is powerful. Money itself has no power. What do you say? Teach these niggas how to cooperate with each other, too. And see, that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, when it comes to that, like finding like minded people, it is difficult. But, you know, like this motherfucking show right here, my nigga, like me, this is what I'm trying to cultivate with this motherfucking show. Like, nigga, if you listen to the Too Much Game podcast, nine times out of ten, you a like minded individual to all the other motherfuckers that listen to this show. Because I don't talk, I don't crack a bunch of jokes. I don't talk about sex all day. This ain't a fucking relationship show. This just some real nigga shit, my nigga. This is some game for motherfuckers that got game who want more, my nigga. So nine times out of ten, y'all niggas in the comments could be linking up pause, you know, to try to push shit together. Nigga, Baylor, nigga, we we live in close proximity. So, nigga, it ain't nothing for me and you to, like, really, like, sit down and, you know, powwow on some shit because, like I said, Nigga, knowing the power of the finances that you already have access to, you could do a whole lot of fly shit. But, nigga, when you are, you know, you got to get around like-minded people. There's people who know shit that you don't know. Nigga, something else I preach on this show all the time. Nigga, you could learn something from a baby, my nigga. Like, you don't know who, you don't know what these niggas around you know that you don't know. You know, this is why, for me, it's good to sit and have powwows with motherfuckers. Just about plays that they make. You know, nigga, an exercise that I've been doing since I was a teenager. Nigga, whenever I will be somewhere and I'll see somebody with a car that I want, I ask them what they do for a living. You know, nigga, what is it that you do to get that car? Nigga, maybe I could run that play too. You know, maybe there's something I could do to help you so I could get some shit like that. Nigga, how is it that I could get down? I don't want you to put me down. I just want you to, nigga, put me in position to do some shit like that. So I could win. I don't ask for handouts. Nigga, all I want is information. But what you say, um, you might have to take some of these cats on a trip outside the city so they can see what life is like outside of L.A. Nigga, that's what my motherfucking story is about, my nigga. <laughs> nigga, that's what this motherfucking show is about, my nigga. You know, like, nigga, that's just how I am when it comes to, like, niggas who I know, all my homeboys who I have influence over. A lot of what made me start this motherfucking show in general. Was to tell younger niggas a whole lot of the shit that I wish I knew growing up. You know, like I got a few like younger partners who who really fuck with the show, who've been listening to this shit. You know, like um that nigga Dose, you know, it's Dose OTF, um, you know, uh Ty Naps and a few other ones. 
you know, shout out to all the young comics who listen to this motherfucker, my nigga Funds and shit, Fundraiser, you know, out that VA. Like, nigga, I, I really want to teach younger motherfuckers a whole lot of the shit that I didn't know when I was their age, my nigga. Like, nigga, I don't consider myself like no super OG nigga or nothing, but like when it comes to younger motherfuckers, this is the shit that I wish an older motherfucker would have taught me 10, 15 years ago, 20, 30 motherfucking years ago, because ain't no telling where the fuck I be. What's going on, my nigga Slime Ball, West Virginia Uncommonplace Podcast? What do you say the truth? You are saving the youth. With your knowledge and wisdom Man, I'm doing the best that I can What'd he say Uh, Dole out here repping that Cobra Kai This is not a Cobra Kai jersey My nigga This is motherfucking uh, Valley High School My nigga This is a Larry Bird High School jersey But um, You know Like I said dog Like Nigga when it comes to What I try to do on this show Is like I try to put niggas up on shit That I wish I knew You know Like I said When it comes to financial literacy Dog Like it's a lot of motherfuckers That have a lot more access to funding then they even know, you know, just like what fucking Baylor was talking about. Like, nigga, if you could really a lot of you niggas are go in on a bottle, six niggas are go pay for a bottle. Y'all niggas are pay for a table. Y'all niggas are go in on a fucking vacation to Miami or Jamaica or the Dominican Republic or any of that shit. Y'all niggas could put that same amount of money together to invest in a motherfucking property and Airbnb that bitch out. A lot of y'all motherfuckers could put that same amount of motherfucking money and open up a fucking barbershop. A lot of y'all motherfuckers could put that same motherfucking money together and get you a small fucking studio space in a strip mall or some shit. Like a lot of y'all motherfuckers have access to a lot of bread. A lot of y'all niggas that be going on these group vacations, y'all niggas could open up a fucking barbershop. Y'all niggas could literally invest in a motherfucking juice it up, a fucking... Um, I don't know if Juice It Up is national, but like a Pizza Hut or some small shit like that. Like, nigga, you can get you a motherfucking a laundromat. You know what he say? Uh, West Virginia Commonplace said a motherfucking a pop-up cinema, which is all you need is a motherfucking projector and something to project that motherfucking shit on. Like, it's a lot of small hustles motherfuckers could do to get money. Because like I said, nigga, having a good job, nigga, that shit not guaranteed no more, my nigga. You know, that that's that's not the, the play anymore. It used to be, you know, because I see a lot of motherfuckers that's, that's posting all the memes, UPS. UPS got the motherfucking, you know, they, they got raises and that shit cool. But you can still get fired from that motherfucker, my nigga. That shit, none of, nothing is guaranteed. You know, even with them motherfuckers, like, nigga, you got to put in a whole lot of work to get to the position where you getting all that money at UPS. You got to start on the docks, nigga. You got to bust your ass in order to get that shit, my nigga. That's not no play everybody could run. But like I said, nigga, ev- everybody can have a side hustle, my nigga. You know, because like I tell y'all, entrepreneurship ain't for everybody, and I understand that shit. You know, but at the same time, like, nigga, everybody should have a fucking backup plan. Everybody should be trying to do something to find something that they can do to make money outside their job. Because your job don't give a fuck about you, nigga. Your job ain't guaranteed, dog. And like I said, even when it comes to, you know, jobs, even if you just a natural employee, because that's some niggas, some niggas, that's that's all they know is how to be an employee. The least you can do is keep your motherfucking resume up to date. Because like I said, nigga, your ass might be in a situation like YRC, and them motherfuckers will go bankrupt and leave you fucked up, my nigga. You don't want to be in that fucking situation, my nigga. 
Verb said, I've always thought about getting in the vending machines. Nigga, it's a lucrative thing, dog. Do that shit. Because like I said, nigga, I know motherfuckers that's making money on motherfucking uh, vending machines. I can't think of homeboy name. It's 48 something on Instagram. That nigga got a bunch of vending machines, like 48 Knowledge or 48 Justice or something. I wish I could remember. Nigga, blame my brain. Don't blame my heart. But, nigga, it's it's a motherfucker that's on my Instagram got got bread in vending machines. You know, and that's the fucking thing. But what you say, Baylor? They have the money to save up but lack the discipline and vision. They don't want the responsibility of a company built from scratch. They definitely won't be able to handle a Fortune 500. But, see, the thing about it is, dog, on some real shit, like, nigga, nobody started out as a genius. Nobody started out with all the fucking discipline. You know, a lot of motherfuckers had to learn. They had to bump their motherfucking head like they had to jump out there. You know, it's a lot of motherfuckers that to say, you know, like I told y'all, nigga. You know, episode 10, my favorite episodes, wants versus wishes. A million niggas say what they want. But it's only 1% of motherfuckers that's going to actually put forth the work to actually go and get what they want. My mouth was just dry I knew that wasn't no hot shit But uh, what you say Being disciplined is one thing But to have a mentality to be better That's a journey a lot of cats not ready for And the thing is nigga Even that A lot of motherfuckers Need to have the drive That it takes to actually put a foot In front of your motherfucking other foot You know like I just got done talking to fucking Lamp I think maybe today Lamp texting me And I was telling him, like, nigga, the hardest step of any fucking journey is the first step, my nigga. Like, nigga, even if I told your motherfucking ass, like, hey, if you open up a barbershop on this street, you gonna make a million dollars in five years. But you got to go get a loan from the bank. You got to have a 700 credit score. Nigga, you got to have three fucking barbers. You got to fucking, um, you got to come up with a name. You got to come up with a logo. You got to come up with a business plan. But I guarantee that shit going to get you a motherfucking million dollars in five years. A lot of motherfuckers going, oh, man, you know, um, I'm, I'm still thinking about company names. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to think about how I'm going to get a logo. I'm still trying to figure out some barbers. Um... This it, I'm stuck on the business plan Damn Um, Where'd you say to do that shit at Like a lot of motherfuckers They be getting so stuck on overly planning That they never take that first step A lot of motherfuckers When they figure out what it takes To start a fucking successful business They stop because they overwhelmed You know and like You know like the, the Nipsey Hussle quote That I fucking was talking about Nigga like you don't think about Building a fucking brick wall dog you lay one motherfucking brick, then you lay another brick, then you lay another brick, and then you just keep on laying bricks one by one. Nigga, you going to look up. You going to have a fucking brick wall, dog. Like I did a whole episode about that shit, literally called One Brick at a Time. Go back and look it up. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, when, when it comes to business, when it comes to anything, instead of thinking about how big and grandiose the idea is nigga you just got to think about each step that you got to take in the fucking moment nigga okay nigga today i have to do this uh, by the end of the day i want to have this done even if it's very small my nigga like literally like when it comes to me nigga it's like okay i got to start this motherfucking llc 
All right, let me sit down on the computer and get this LLC started. Nigga, small victory. LLC done? Cool. Clap it up for myself. I succeeded at something. Okay, now I got to see how much funding that I have available to myself, you know, so I could get a down payment on this motherfucking property. All right, nigga, let me go. Let me go to my job and ask these niggas, you know, who's our 401k through and how is it that we can check how much funding we have in our motherfucking 401k. Okay, let me go talk to my supervisor after work. Boom. Victory. Cool. I got this much money in that motherfucker. Good. That's that's another step taken out the way. And you just move like that, my nigga. You take baby steps, my nigga. Like Rome wasn't built in a day, my nigga. Neither is no million or multi-million dollar fortune. Like you just gotta take fucking baby steps. Walk your way through that shit. And what you say, Bishop Two Wavy? Especially with AI going crazy right now, and this is just the beginning. Ain't nobody safe. They got robot strippers in Vegas right now. Exactly, my nigga. And that's what I'm saying. Like you have to be setting yourself up. You know, to make sure your motherfucking, your, your retirement taken care of. Make sure you taken care of in the event that something happens. Because like I told y'all in the last episode, anything can happen. You should always be prepared for any fucking thing. Because anything can happen, including your motherfucking job going bankrupt. Including you getting motherfucking fired, my nigga. You should always be setting yourself up to be prepared for the worst, my nigga. Because you never know when the worst gonna come. Say Baylor Nip sold his mixtape at a price of artists would never dare try in these times. He had a vision. Exactly, my nigga. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like, like I've told y'all episodes and episodes ago. Speaking of all this motherfucking financial literacy, my dog just jumped in this motherfucker. Shout out Mr. Brown Life Agent. You know, like I told y'all about leveraging the cash value in your motherfucking life insurance policy, dog. Like I said. A lot of us have a lot more access to funding than we even know. You know, especially if you have a fucking life insurance policy with cash value in it. There's motherfuckers who don't even know about the cash value that they have in their life insurance policy. And the fact that they can leverage that. The fact that they could take money out of some of these accounts that we already have. And use that shit to fund a bigger business. To fund motherfucking you know, business ideas that we have, investments that we want to make, my nigga, like literally, nigga, do y'all niggas know there's motherfucking companies you can invest in that'll just pay your ass dividends because you have money invested in their company? That's guaranteed bread, my nigga, like, it's it's coming. As long as you invested in that company, nigga, dividends will be coming, and these are things that a lot of us don't even know that we should, but like I said, nigga, that's what I'm here for, nigga, to spread whatever knowledge I get, I share it with y'all niggas for free. Nigga, like I said, I don't ask y'all for no money. But if you want to give me some, cash app Uncle Dolomite or get you some motherfucking merchandise at Too Much Game Podcast store. But what you say, watch them nip interviews, listen to those Kobe quotes, and subscribe to Uncle Dolomite. We here. Bang, bang. You know, but like I said, my nigga say, bruh, AI can cut some hair. Man, nigga, that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, these motherfucking uh, artificial intelligences is coming for your goddamn jobs. But what you need to be doing on some real shit, and again, nigga, not to, like, try to fucking plug every episode I've done, pause, but, like, nigga, like, nigga, I got an episode, nigga, adapt or die, and I literally talk about that shit. Like, nigga, no matter what the fucking ecosystem is doing, you should be trying to maneuver in a situation where you gonna be able to 
capitalize on any situation. You know, being that this AI is taking over, like, nigga, you need to be learning how to manipulate AI to the point where you going to stay in business, even with AI. You know, nigga, when you see the market moving toward AI, okay, what the fuck is this AI doing? And how could I get me a slice of this motherfucking pie? How is it that I could put myself in a situation and be able to capitalize off this AI? How is it that I can use AI to make whatever job I'm doing easier? You know, whether that be, okay, nigga, I'm a graphic designer, but I'm seeing all this AI shit cracking. So let me figure out what AI software I could be using to make my job easier. You know, let me figure out how I could use AI to where it ain't going to replace my job, but it's going to give me a different job. You know, like, think about it, my nigga. There was motherfuckers who used to use typewriters at work. But you got a motherfucking, you know, you have to evolve in the situation that you're in so you can learn how to use computers. You know, at one point, there, you know, newspapers was the dominant form of news. You know, then it became motherfucking, um, you know, the Internet and TV news and all that shit. Like, nigga, you got to adapt, my nigga. Like, nothing's going to stay the same. So you should always be putting yourself in a situation of always learning so you can stay ahead of the curve when everything starts changing around you. But what you say, uh, Bishop Too Wavy? Yeah, I'm serious. I heard about them like last year or the year before, I think, at the stratosphere. I got to Google it to double check. Yeah, nigga, them, them robot strippers out there. But what you say, uh, Rodis? The plan is to keep motherfuckers in the house. Hodges said, uh, cybersecurity training. Baylor said, uh, it's almost like you have to go in a survival mode. Yeah, nigga, that's the fucking thing, dog. Like, that's literally what life is, my nigga. In, in 2023, that's the mode you should always be in. You should always be in survival mode because these are, t- they're trying times. It's, uh, it's crazy out here, my nigga. Shit is changing at an alarming rate, my nigga. You know, there's big companies going under. You know, there's whole fucking industries that's going to be gone, my nigga. You know, like I've told y'all, as a truck driver, y'all don't think I know about these motherfucking self-driving trucks they working on? Them niggas working on trucks that drive their motherfucking self. That's my job. There's going to be a time when truck driving, it's not going to be humans driving them motherfuckers. That's the reason I'm trying to transition myself out of that. You know, that's why I go so hard in this motherfucking content game. You know, like I told y'all, I'm trying to advertise this YouTube page as well as the Uncle Dolomite YouTube page. I'm trying to get this content cracking because, you know, like I've told y'all, they talking about these AI podcasts. But I don't feel like AI could replace the human experience. I don't feel like AI could replace human creativity. So when it comes to certain fucking art forms, I still feel like us as creative people will always be in demand because you can't replace our human experience. You can't replace how relatable we are to other human beings. So I'm not really tripping off AI doing podcasts and certain content because I don't feel like the motherfuckers could do it like me. The motherfuckers can't drop this game like I do. Say shit the way I say it from the motherfucking perspective that I have. So I'm not worried about AI replacing me as a podcaster. But as a truck driver, oh yeah, nigga, that bitch in danger. So I'm motherfucking setting myself up to where I don't need that shit in a few years. Well, I ain't got to drive nobody motherfucking truck, nigga. I'm going to be collecting off my motherfucking, my investments.
But uh, what y'all say, food is hard job, not paying sign of the times. Exactly, my nigga. And that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, nigga, it's crazy out here. My, it's getting more and more expensive, my nigga. My motherfucking light bill was $700, $763 for my light bill. Nigga, I live in a very small house, my nigga. The house where the boom boom room was, 2,000 square feet. The house I live in now, probably like 800 square feet. Nigga, the motherfucking bill where the boom boom room is, $300 light bill. My light bill, $700, my nigga. I don't know where the fuck that came from. I got to cuss California Edison the fuck out about that shit. But that motherfucker got to get paid, and that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, we... We in some fucked up times, but we all have to put ourselves in a position to where we can afford these motherfucking, these hard lumps on the head that niggas is taking, nigga. You know, like, nigga, life ain't going to get no motherfucking easier. What's the motherfucking deal, Paco? But what he say, uh, San Francisco got a fleet of self-driving taxis. Nigga, that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, these, these AI-driven things, they coming. You know, pilots. You know, AI-driven airplanes. AI taking a whole lot of jobs. But like I said, like, this is why us as people, you got to be putting yourselves in a position to capitalize on a lot of this shit. You know, nigga, like motherfucking, uh, like Roddy said, nigga, getting in IT, information technology. Like, nigga, you going to have to be putting yourself in positions to be able to maneuver around a whole lot of this shit, dog. Because it's going to come whether you want it to or not. It's on the motherfucking way. So you should be setting yourself up to where you going to win no matter how the game get played. No matter where the game go, you got to put yourself in a situation where it's advantageous to you. You know, like I said, like, nigga, being financially, being financially, financially literate should be step one to a whole lot of this shit. You know, like, whether that be, nigga, making sure your credit is together. Making sure you understand how to invest money. Making sure you understand how to save money. You know, making sure you staying on top of your bills. Staying on top of your rent. Having money saved up for a fucking rainy day. Because, like I said, nigga, rainy days is coming, my nigga. Like, nigga, you you just never know, dog. Like, nigga, I, I read something that said, like, the average American don't have enough money to afford a $1,000 problem. That's terrible, my nigga. $1,000 ain't shit. Niggas got shoes cost $1,000. You know, niggas got jewelry cost thousands of dollars. Niggas got a laptop cost $1,000. Most niggas' phone is $1,000, nigga. Like, the fact that a lot of Americans don't have enough money to cover a $1,000 problem is fucking horrible, my nigga. That's not good, my nigga. You know, like I said, like, this is why we got to step up our financial literacy. You know, this is why a lot of us have to learn how to control our spending. You know, because like I said, uh, you know, the black community is not broke. You know, a lot of motherfuckers be like, oh, the black community ain't got no money. No, the black community has plenty of money. The black community don't have no financial literacy. The black community don't have the ability to save money. That's where the black community fucked up. It ain't about the money. We buy all the Jordans. We buy all the Mercedes Benzes. We buy all the hair. We the number one consumers of a whole lot of expensive bullshit. We have money. We just don't have literacy with that money. You know, we don't have the the 
the intellect to use that money correctly. What's going on, Cherry Two Cents? What's the motherfucking deal? But that's what I'm saying, my nigga. That's what a whole lot of this episode is about, dog. Like, a lot of us don't know how to use money. We know how to spend money, but we need to learn how to use money. Once black people learn how to use money, we're going to be motherfucking dangerous. You know, once you learn how to use each dollar that you have as a motherfucking employee, we're going to be some dangerous motherfuckers, but, like, we have to do what it takes to learn this shit. Like, we're going to have to really start focusing a whole lot more on education and entertainment. You know, because like I said, like, nigga, there's a zillion fucking podcasts out there that'll make your motherfuckers laugh. It's a million podcasts out there about how to eat ass, suck dick, you know, what you do in your motherfucking relationship, how to be an alpha male, beta male, how uh, to, to treat these niggas like they ain't shit. You know, treat these bitches like they ain't shit. Like, it's a million shows about that shit, my nigga. But, like, there's also motherfucking shows where they teach you financial literacy, my nigga. You know, shout out to motherfucking uh, Earn Your Leisure and um, the Bigger Pockets podcast and a whole lot of these shows. What's the motherfucking deal, though, Mike? Like, nigga, we need to really start paying attention to a whole lot of this shit that's really going to help you moving forward. Like, nigga, entertainment is easy. Nigga, we need motherfucking education, dog. What you say, Jahan? There's a free beginner course for cybersecurity. I'm looking into one now to learn Linux. The black community is a financial power in most markets. Yeah, we are financial power if we actually use the power. That's the fucking thing. Like, if we use the money correctly, money used is powerful. Money spent ain't shit. Everybody can spend money. Not everybody can use money. When you learn how to use money, that's when money becomes powerful. But money that, that's not used has no power. If I buy a bunch of fucking basketball jersey, if, if I get a billion dollars right now and I go buy a fucking yacht, that whole billion gone, dog. You give me a million motherfucking dollars, nigga. There's jewelry I can buy to fuck that whole million off. There's cars. That I could buy to fuck that whole million off. That million has no power if I go use it and buy a fucking Rolls Royce. You know, there's a lot of rappers who get a million dollar advance and be broke within four months. That money had no power. But if you put a million dollars in the hand of a motherfucker that has a growth mindset, you put a million dollars in the hand of a motherfucker that understands how to invest, he gonna turn that million dollars into five, six million dollars. Just like Nipsey. If you was to give Nipsey the same amount of money that, say, Drake had, nigga, Nipsey would be a fucking billionaire before he got killed. Nigga, get, get Nipsey $700 million and, and just give him five years to do whatever he want to do with that $7 million. Where the fuck you think that money going to go? What, how you think that money going to get spent? But then you put that same money in the hands of, you know, and this is no disrespect, you know, like little Baby. Or Kodak Black. Nigga, that money gonna go to a whole different place. A whole bunch of different shit. You know, it's a whole... Like, think about it, dog. Think about how much money MC Hammer touched. You know, and this goes back to the episode, Money Ain't Power. Think about how much motherfucking bread my nigga fucking MC Hammer touched. And went broke. Then you think about motherfuckers that literally started out as employees at companies. You know, like I said, nigga, like my, my cousin Caleb, dog. 
Nigga, my cousin Caleb got out the motherfucking the the military and started bartending. And from bartending, he's a multi-millionaire, my nigga. Why? Because he knew how to use money, not just spend the shit. He knew the power of money and how to use money to be powerful, to grow motherfucking wealth. You know, like I said, like that's something that I want to push on this motherfucking show. How to fucking use money. You know, like there's a fucking documentary on uh it's a 30 for 30, a ESPN documentary about motherfucking um how athletes go broke. These motherfuckers had millions upon millions. Latrell Sprewell, hundred million dollars. Niggas went broke. Vin Baker, broke. You know, a lot of these motherfucking athletes, nigga, they they touch millions, multiple millions, and still went broke. What's going on, Nightmare King? These niggas went broke because they didn't understand the power of money and how to use money. They only knew how to spend money. Nigga, they say spend your money wisely. No, nigga, use your money wisely. If you know how to use your motherfucking money, you'll keep money. Money will make more money. But if you just spend money, nigga, money will turn into bullshit. Like Noodle said, nigga, Antoine Walker. Nigga, Antoine Walker was one of my favorite players. Like, nigga, put it this way. Why do you think a lot of these players retire and have to get jobs? They retire and they got to be a motherfucking announcer. Some of these niggas be a coach, assistant coach, third assistant coach, quarterback coach. Special teams coach. Yeah, some of these niggas love the sport so much they want to stay in the sport, but a lot of these motherfuckers, they need them jobs. There's motherfuckers who retire from the NBA and go get a job job. Nigga, these niggas be working at Walmart, Kmart. Some of these niggas got to go work in corporate America. Some of these niggas be working for, you know, your, your, like, your local bumper stamping fucking plant. Like, nigga, these niggas be touching millions of dollars, but because nobody taught them how to use the money wisely, they fucked it off. You know, and the, and some of these niggas, and this is a fucking thing, dog, like, these niggas have financial advisors. These motherfuckers is not finna advise you on how to use your money. These niggas gonna tell you, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't get that third yellow Lamborghini. Two is enough. Oh, yeah, that, that mansion that you just bought that your ass ain't gonna be able to afford... Yeah, get that motherfucker anyway, but just make sure you got my cut of the motherfucking money. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like, a lot of motherfuckers ain't jumping and climbing all over each other to help you spend your money correctly, to help you use your money correctly, my nigga. That's why athletes go broke. That's why the black community don't have the wealth that we should have. Because even though we have money, we have enough money for the things that we want. We don't use the money for the things that's going to help us moving forward. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that nigga, literally, they car note keeping them broke. They they weed habit keeping them broke. So it's not like you just broke. It's a lot of niggas with good ass jobs. But because they want to look like they got it cracking, they'll never actually have it cracking. That's why it's a lot of niggas fucked up in the game. Because instead of you really like taking care of what the fuck you got to take care of to make sure you straight 
It's a lot of motherfuckers out there that's trying to make sure they look like they straight. They want to look like they got something. That's why they fucked up. You know, so instead of you investing your money to make sure you're taken care of to where all your responsibilities is out the way, you want to get some Balenciagas or some McQueen's. You know, you want to go get you a Gucci baseball cap or a Louis Vuitton belt or Hermes or Ferragamo or some shit like that. Nigga, you done spent the whole motherfucking week's paycheck on this bullshit. You ain't got no money invested. You ain't got no property. You don't own the house you live in. You don't own no land, but you got all this designer bullshit. Rappers be making these same mistakes, my nigga. And these niggas be touching hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, and end up fucked up because they don't know how to motherfucking use money. You know, like these motherfuckers be fucked up. What is how I seen that firsthand? Financial advisors get paid regardless, and then and have them sign power of attorney. Exactly, like nigga, these fine nigga. A lot of these financial advisors be fucking the shit out these athletes because the athlete has zero financial literacy, and that's why they be fucked up. Nigga, shout out to um Lamar Jackson's mama. You know, Lamar Jackson mama got him a big fat ass motherfucking deal, and a lot of motherfuckers was so pissed off at Lamar Jackson mama. They was shitting all over Lamar Jackson mama. Not because she did anything wrong, but because she went outside of the system to help her motherfucking son. She gets all the props, all the salutes, all the motherfucking bombs and air horns and all that shit. Because Lamar Jackson's mama made history, nigga. She helped her motherfucking son get the bag. She gonna help her son keep the bag. And that's the fucking thing. When you have financial literacy, nigga, you fucking unstoppable. Especially when motherfuckers actually put some money in your hand, you gonna know how to use that money. Nigga, the ability to properly use money will always beat the amount of money your ass spend. Nigga, I said that shit in episode what three, two, you know, the um the integrity episode when I had said, you know, even though this was, you know, before his untimely death, I had said, nigga, I'd rather be Nipsey Hustle than Drake. Because Nipsey Hustle was motherfucking Controlling his destiny Nigga Nipsey Hussle was using money More than spending money Nigga Nipsey Hussle understood leverage Nigga Nipsey Hussle Was building leverage Nipsey Hussle was making plays to gain wealth Not just have money Drake got a lot of money But that's not to say that Drake is gonna have a lot of wealth On the back end Nigga Nipsey Hussle was gonna have wealth on the back end You know like that's the fucking thing When you setting up your future generations To win then your motherfucking ass is unstoppable. That's when your motherfucking ass is powerful. Money used is powerful. Money spent ain't shit. And what you say, Rodis, is not money. It's not how much you make. It's the moves you make when with whatever you have. Exactly, my nigga. It's about how you use your money. And what you say, John Watson, shout out to Nicole Lynn. Of Clutch Sports who uh got Jalen Hurts paid. Hell yeah, nigga, Jalen Hurts got, what, the biggest contract in NFL history or some shit like that, nigga. Shout out to uh, um, Nicole Lynn with her pretty ass. Jalen Hurts motherfucking agent, nigga. She, she got that nigga a fat ass chick. You know, and that's the fucking thing, dog. Like, nigga, shout out to him. But, you know, my whole thing, literally, my nigga, and the whole aim of this episode, nigga,
You got to learn how to use money more than you learn how to spend the motherfucking shit. And it's crazy that I put motherfucking um, Steve Harvey on the thumbnail. You know, he on the fucking artwork of the episode because I kind of wanted to touch on that shit. But, nigga, I got way deep off into a whole nother motherfucking lane. So, just so I don't got to change the artwork of this episode, I'm going to briefly speak on this Steve Harvey situation. Steve Harvey got bopped over the head by another wife. Nigga, she about to take this nigga to the motherfucking cleaners. And it's fucked up because she the one who cheated on him. And like I tell y'all niggas all the time, like, nigga, y'all got to be careful who you accept motherfucking information from, dog. Because at the end of the day, it's a whole lot of these motherfuckers that's just, they just talking. You know, a lot of motherfuckers, y'all niggas here, or you see that these niggas got a million dollars, so you going to listen to whatever the fuck they say. Oh, damn, this nigga got a big platform. Let me listen to this motherfucker. So he tell you, think like a man, act like a woman. Oh, I'm going to listen. Steve gives such good advice. Look at Steve's results. I've been telling you motherfuckers this shit since I started podcasting. Y'all niggas got to look a whole lot more at the results of what these motherfuckers like. Look like it's like this. Your lifestyle is your greatest testimony. The life that you live is the greatest testimony that you can ever give. You can't be listening to motherfuckers that don't have no success in the realm of the advice that they're giving you, dog. This motherfucker, Steve Harvey, gave all all this relationship advice, and he's a fucking failure. Derek Jackson, same shit. Fucking Kevin Samuels, same shit. I tell y'all niggas all the time, like, nigga, I'm not saying that the advice that a lot of these niggas is giving is not valid. But y'all niggas got to kind of back up off some of this shit. Y'all got to stop acting like the shit that these niggas is telling y'all is the word of God written in the motherfucking Bible. A lot of these motherfuckers is just as human as you. A lot of these motherfuckers fuck up just like you fuck up. A lot of y'all motherfuckers marriage lasted way longer than Steve shit. But niggas are sitting up here listening to Steve for motherfucking advice. That nigga don't know what the fuck he talking about. You know, just like his his financial motherfucking advice, nigga. Steve Harvey is a lifelong employee. You know, nigga, when I talked about the nigga, maybe episode two or three, the integrity episode, another one of my favorite episodes, when I was talking about Steve Harvey. Nigga, Steve Harvey has enough money to make himself into a boss. Yeah, Steve Harvey's still in the position to get fired. Nigga, I look at Steve Harvey as a motherfucking clown. That's the reason he looked like how he looked in the artwork of this motherfucking episode. Because to me, he's a fucking clown. I tell you niggas all the time, I don't worship money. Nigga, I, I, I like wealth. You know, I feel like we need to be financially literate. But I don't worship niggas because of how much motherfucking money in their pocket. You know, like I said, nigga, I, I, I have way more respect for Nipsey than I have for Drake. And Drake got way more money than Nipsey ever could touch. But do I have respect for that? No, nigga, you got your money off talent, hit songs, and all that shit is cool and cute and shit. But when these niggas decide your songs ain't hot, then what? You know, when your label decide they ain't fucking with you no more, then what? Like, nigga, what are you doing outside of music? Nigga, you an employee, my nigga. Yes, you the top employee. You a highly paid employee. And shout out to that because that ain't easy to motherfucking do. 
But at the same time, like, nigga, that shit just is what it is. Nigga, do what you want to do, and that's cool. But do I respect it? Hmm. Not as I respect the motherfucker that builds that shit. You know, so, like, when it comes to a nigga like Steve Harvey, why the fuck would I look up to him? This nigga divorced all the motherfucking time, and he's a fucking employee, my nigga. I don't look up to no motherfucking employees. I'm an employee, my nigga. Just because what you do in your employee employment makes more than what I make in my employment, that don't make you no motherfucking greater than me. You know, like I tell you niggas all the time, like, nigga, y'all niggas don't need to be worshiping motherfuckers because of what's in their pocket. Especially if they didn't build the shit. Because anything your ass didn't build, somebody else could knock down. Nigga, if they can build you, they can break you. Nigga, if, if them motherfuckers could feed you, they could fucking starve you. That's what happens to Steve Harvey. That nigga Steve Harvey got motherfucking fired. Fuck you fire a motherfucking multi-millionaire. Nigga, you supposed to be a boss and you got fired. Same with athletes, my nigga. You know, like I said, like, nigga, this is a point I wanted to make way earlier, nigga. You know, y'all motherfuckers be wanting to see these athletes. Oh, man, if you really want to, if you really want to get a ring, take a pay cut. Nigga, suck my dick. Fuck, I look like taking a pay cut so the team can win. Fuck this motherfucking team. This motherfucking team will get get rid of my motherfucking ass. If, If a draft pick come up. And somebody say, hey, man, we want Uncle Dolomite in two second-round picks, and you'll have the first pick in the draft. Nigga, Uncle Dolomite getting shipped the fuck out of town. The the, the job going to do what's best for the job, nigga. Give me my motherfucking money. Fuck that ring. Fuck them playoffs. Nigga, I need my money. You know, nigga, shout out to motherfucking No Chill Gill. He's one of my favorite minds. In sports, my nigga. No chill Gill be spitting that shit, my nigga. Nigga, he said, nigga, y'all, y'all could keep your motherfucking ring. Now I go buy a ring on fucking eBay for five thousand dollars, motherfucker. I can't go buy a hundred and fifty million dollar contract. Nigga, max me out. Pause. Gimme my bread, my nigga. Fuck this team. Cause at the end of the day, the team gonna do what's best for the team, my nigga. You gotta do what's best for you. That's what it comes. That's when it comes to anything, my nigga. Yeah, nigga. Shout out Miko Grimes, my nigga. Nigga, Miko be spitting that shit. That nigga Rashad McCann's a fucking goofy. But what you say, Jahan? Give me a max contract. Keep the ring. Exactly. What verb say? Worship any human, but your partner is weird to me. Exactly, my nigga. Jahan says celebrity worship is crazy. Yeah, that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, I don't worship motherfuckers just because they got money. Nigga, because at the end of the day, you a fucking employee like me, my nigga. You know, like I tell y'all all the time, like, nigga, any, the, the correct bounce of a ball, and you'll be up there and they'll be down here. Any motherfucking employee could be demoted. Any employee could be fired. No matter how much money you make as an employee, you can be fired. That's the reason Steve Harvey got to tap dance and sing and do whatever the fuck they want him to do. Because he's a fucking employee. He can't do whatever he want to do. He's an employee. He don't want to get fired. He'll tell your ass out his own mouth. Oh, I don't want these motherfuckers to fire me. Oh, I got to tap dance for these white folk because they pay me all this money. Nigga, you a million dollar fucking slave. kind of weak ass shit is that? Don't look up to no motherfucking million dollar slave. Nigga, you ain't no higher than me, motherfucker. 
You got more money than me in your pocket, but nigga, that don't make you no greater than me. What they say the job is work for yourself. Yeah, nigga, but like I said, like I'm not even mad at motherfuckers who, you know, who who choose to be employees, motherfucker. You just have to be putting yourself in the fucking position to where, nigga, you you got a fucking golden parachute, my nigga. You should always have a backup plan. But with me, same thing I said about Stephen A. Smith. Like, after you get to a certain level of finance, my nigga, you should be setting yourself up to be a motherfucking boss. You should be setting your motherfucking self up to where you ain't got to depend on nobody's motherfucking money. Nigga, you should never have to hold your motherfucking tongue for no corporation. Nigga, you should never be in a situation where you a motherfucking multimillionaire and niggas got you apologizing for some shit you said on a motherfucking TV show. Bitch, I said what the fuck I said. I'm a multi-millionaire. Nigga, fuck you. Nigga, I, ain't, I don't want to be in no motherfucking position where I'm a multi-millionaire and I got to say fucking sorry to somebody because of some shit I believed in when I said that shit. Nigga, you is not no motherfucking boss if a motherfucker could come and tap you on your shoulder and tell you to say apologize to that motherfucker. Nigga, you a fucking clown to me, motherfucker. But what he say? But these folks be out here risking it all for someone who's Lyrics are acting on Instagram pics. They like, yeah, niggas, niggas be worshiping them. Watch Steve Harvey interview with Seinfeld. Steve complains when the whole, Steve complains when whole time about what he can't do or say. That's like seven years old. Exactly. Nigga, that's what I'm saying. My nigga, like, you should never be in a situation where you a multi-millionaire, but somebody can make you apologize. You a motherfucking multi-millionaire, but somebody can make you hold your tongue. You a multi-millionaire, but somebody could literally tell you, uh, we don't like what you said about this community, so we're going to go ahead and get rid of your motherfucking ass. And now you somewhere fucked up. Nigga, boss the fuck up, nigga. You know, like I said, nigga, I'm not mad at niggas, you know, because if, if that's what you got to do in the moment, that's what you got to do. And it is what it is. I completely understand a lot of motherfuckers is in situations where you need that check. You need that paycheck. I'm not finna dame dash you niggas to death and tell you calling somebody supervisor is like calling somebody daddy and, you know, you need to own your own shit and be your own boss because at the end of the day, nigga, without employees, ain't nobody a motherfucking boss. But at the same time, like, you should be putting yourself in a fucking situation to where you're never 100% dependent on no corporation because these corporations don't give a fuck about you and they'll leave you fucked up. What you say? I work for Xfinity. My boss was hating. Be the banner for my music was advertised on the job website. Exactly, dog. And that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, never put yourself in a motherfucking situation where your job is the only way that you'll ever eat. Because if they could feed you, they could starve you, my nigga. And what you say? Oh yeah, uh, Dame Dash. Yeah, nigga, I don't do the Dame Dash shit. Dame Dash tries to shame people. Because they not a boss. They not an owner. You know, they're not the CEO and shit. Like, nigga, everybody can't be a CEO, nigga. But like I said, nigga, everybody can have some investments. You know, everybody can have some property. Everybody can, you know, do what's best to own the address that they live at. Like, nigga, we should all be working toward these things, my nigga. And like I said, if you financially literate, and you have the type of job that's at least enough to take care of bills, rent, and have a couple extra dollars in your pocket. You can be working towards owning the address that you live at. And you should be working towards that. Because at the end of the day, nigga, that's literally a goal, my nigga. 
you should be setting yourself up to the lifestyle that you live is taken care of by the work that you've done with your hands and not just the motherfucking company that you work for. But I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. If you would like to support me financially, you can cash at me at Uncle Dolomite on Cash App. Or get you some merchandise at Too Much Game Podcast.store. T O O Much Game Podcast.store. Support the motherfucking squad, Townhouse Media, Town E House Media. The Sports for You Podcast, Sports Number Four, Letter U Podcast. Live on YouTube, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. I think they're doing two-a-days right now because football season showing up. So shout-out to the motherfucking Sports For You podcast. Um, shout-out to all y'all niggas in these motherfucking lives that been fucking with me this whole motherfucking time. Um, follow me on social media at Uncle Dolomite on everything. Uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, fucking Spiel, Threads, all that shit. Or Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram, Too Much Game Pod on Twitter. Subscribe on motherfucking YouTube to the Too Much Game Podcast and to the Uncle Dolomite page on YouTube. Um, and I think that's it. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too Much Game.